I say we're live. That as easy as that. This is getting easier. It, well, it's not easy because we couldn't even get a, a date last week. I know. Yeah. A week off. Yeah. How did you feel after a week off of podcasting? I, I felt great. We I mean, having withdrawals. I, yeah, I feel like I've, I haven't seen you. Jess at what? You were having withdrawals, weren't you? <laughs> well, we're doing a podcast. We've got a group chat to try and organise this. Right. So what happens is Danny puts a, a comment into the group. We ignore it. And then he puts another one in and we ignore it. And then on about the fifth message, we go, yeah, come on, we'll pick a date. Then. <laughs> date and time <laughs> to do it. Uh, terrible, terrible. <laughs> right then, let's, uh, let's crack on with this podcast. Um, shout out to our sponsors first. Um, Amazing Green. How are we finding it, the product? Yeah, good. I had some pain in my uh, wrist from, uh, from training and yeah, stuff. Yeah, from training. Yeah. What were you trading? Yeah, I was watching Baywatch. No, uh, <laughs> Have yes. you seen that film? The Baywatch watch the film, no. Oh, it's right, not okay. something I'm bothered about watching, if I'm honest, Josh. You should you, watch you it. You should watch that, yeah. If you want to excite you. a guy than I thought. <laughs> yeah, so I've been using the Amazing Green CBD. Uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, it's helping me. With, I'm sleep. I mean, I sleep like a fucking log anyway, but yeah. It not, like, if there were a tornado outside, I wouldn't even notice. I'd just sleep through it. <laughs> I'm the same. Like, I've never, yeah. t- I've never had CBD before, and um, I, I've never had a problem sleeping. But I've started taking that, uh, and it's like lights out. Yeah. It's, it's mega stuff in it yeah yeah it's good stuff so uh yeah check them out amazing green they're on instagram now on yep. facebook yep. products are getting launched i'm going to be stocking them in the gym and they're working with a few fighters as well all again we say it every week top quality stuff yeah source from america um so yeah yeah it's legit and we're going to be giving away some products obviously after as um after not giving away the the holiday yeah couldn't write it a couple, two weeks back three weeks back uh, amazing green offered us to be able to give away a free holiday yeah. um and we were like this is amazing I literally couldn't write it so we're like so we got into we podcasted on a saturday 420 on it yeah and yeah, um yeah. we said right we've got this free holiday all you have to do is hashtag amazing green and we've got this free holiday to sri lanka to sri lanka nice. we woke up on sunday morning yeah, and, and that, that, happened. that had yeah. happened and we were just like no way yeah. of, of, of all the places oh yeah so yeah, we've got some products to give away. Uh, second sponsor, Ali Muscle Medicine. Yes. Have you seen him recently? Uh, I haven't, but uh, Mr. Jack Holt here has. He's yeah. off camera, but yeah, he's had some problems with his ankle. And uh, did you have uh, acupuncture? Yeah. Massage. Ma- mass- he had a massage. Had some acupuncture as well. And how is it feeling? A lot better. So. Uh, he seems to be keeping himself busy. Yeah, yeah, he's busy. We're obviously. The thing is with fighters is they get injured a lot. So, uh, yeah, he's helping a lot of guys out. And, uh, yeah, check him out. Um, Muscle Med Rehab on Instagram and Muscle Medicine on Facebook. Check him out. Uh, yeah, he's based. Where, where's his Where's his shop, Jack? Is it in? Um, Armley. Armley, yes. So if you know it tell, where Armley, it tells you Jail is. It, when it gives you directions, it says if you go past the pawn shop, or the sex shop. The sex shop. On the yeah. right-hand side. Between the sex shop and the prison. That's, it's literally, that's exactly where it is. It's between the sex shop and the prison. Perfectly, in perfectly placed. <laughs> I said you need to get a better reference point. Yeah. <laughs> really. It works. Right, it, it introduce your guest to us then, please, Danny. Okay, today's guest is, I don't know if I dare say head coach of Bad Company, in case Lisa starts ringing and saying... I'll, 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 I'll angle that. I'll angle that. Yeah. So head coach of uh, Bad Company Gym... Trainer of uh, lots of lots of top fighters, you know Liam Harrison, Jordan Watson, many more that we can we can talk about today. Uh, Mr. Richard Smith. So, hello, hello, hello guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, mate. 
Right, no worries. Been, yeah, been trying to get to you in for a while now. Yeah, so we've had a few fighters of yours in the studio. Right, not me personally. The, a few of yours have been on the Make It Masterminds podcast. So yeah. um, Liam and Vinny came in on that yeah. podcast. Yeah, fuck Joe. Liam. We don't want Liam. Let's yeah. go to the source. We yeah, want yeah, the source. Joe in, Andy were in. <laughs> so you've, there's been a few of them through. Yeah, well, we've had a feeling. Obviously, we've got a strong gym. We've got, yeah. we've got Liam Harrison. He always, he always has to go first, Liam. Otherwise, yeah. he gets a mood on. It, it, it came in the day after he uh, got injured last. Right. So he were on crutches. With, yeah. Did he have a moon boot on? I can't remember. Uh, no, he's, he's, he's just done his knees. His uh, knees he's yeah. just had surgery. He's, he's, he's getting there now. He's um, back training. Yeah. He's away in America. He's in New York, isn't he? I've been yeah, watching his before on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, he's getting a lot of seminars yeah. in. But he's back to training. He's back to kicking with it. Uh, he's fighting on one championships in June. So he's building, and, that, and that's with MMA gloves. That's with MMA gloves. So what's the deal with that then? I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not into kickboxing. I'm not, it's not something I've ever sort of watched much of. But I know obviously Liam been champion, and I saw him. I, I saw one of his recent posts on Instagram with them MMA gloves, and that it was that's a scary sight. Like, it is. It is. Anything, I mean, anything I mean, he does is just looks scary. Absolutely. With, with the the, the thing with those is, you know, it's the same with anything. It's the same with a fighter wanting to fight elbows or anything. It's yeah, all right, you can elbow them, but the trouble is they can elbow you back. Yeah. And that's the same with the with the gloves, you know. Obviously, you're punching them with them, but they're punching you with them. Yeah. Um, I've always, I'm a bit of a purist. I'm I'm coming over to the dark side a bit more now because I've come to yeah. AVT and do a bit of uh, jujitsu and a bit of grappling. And obviously, Liam's now going to be fighting for one, so he's fighting in the MMA gloves. Um, is, is he fighting in a cage or a ring? No, it's a ring. This uh, one's in a ring because I, because I watched the fight with um, with uh, Haggerty. I watched that fight and that was in a ring. Yeah, that was that was in a ring. And is it scored? This is the thing because it said Muay Thai World Championship, but but technically is it because it is, it's not scored like a Muay Thai fight, is as it? As far as I know, the the Muay Thai, if it's five rounds, is scored like Muay Thai. Ah, right, it's, it's, right. Because uh, I think the commentators were they were saying, oh, it must be a ten eight round now, and I was thinking, oh, is it, is it? Getting scored like that, or is it no, just the commentators mean, not? Not necessarily because you, you can knock somebody down in the round, but if you were losing the round, it might still be a nine nine. You know, yeah. you lost the point for getting knocked down, but you've, they've taken a point for for winning the round. Yeah, and um, I think maybe at least one of the rounds, maybe round three, was like that for uh, Agatha, but it was a great performance. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. No, um, the the I have to say, for Liam fighting in the MMA gloves will be different you've got to get a different style yeah but I, I think last time he fought for one he fought in a cage but in boxing gloves yeah <laughs> so <laughs> you're just mixing it up yeah, yeah. has he not fought in MMA gloves before then he's never fought in MMA gloves and he's never fought in a cage and and personally I think the fighting in the cage was a bigger disadvantage big, a bigger change yeah, yeah. A disadvantage but a bigger change yeah. for him than fighting in the MMA gloves because um he said to me, he said, I didn't know where I was in the ring, you know. He said, yeah. I sat in the cage. I started backing up. Yeah. And whereas I was expecting a corner to be behind me, he said, I, I was very conscious of not really being comfortable with what was behind me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons he, he got he got tagged because his, his thought process went a little bit yeah. adrift. That was with one. You got, did you get knocked that out? That was one, yeah. That was one, yeah. Yeah, got, I think I've seen out. that. I've seen that video. He was winning. He was putting in a great performance. Yeah. yeah. But... but Petschmarkot was very, very clever. He, he he saw what Liam was doing and made him pay for it. Um, and I think Liam played into his hands a little bit because he was slightly 
uncomfortable with with his, yeah. with his surroundings. Obviously, with a ring, you can corner people, and plus, if you're back to the ropes, you can still lean back, can't you? you it's know, you what can, way to move, and where, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with a cage, you can't really lean back because it it's behind your head as well. Where with yeah. a rope, I could lean yeah. over the top yeah. rope and yeah. potentially. Yeah. A, a kick or a punch could miss. Well, it's so. just expecting what's behind you. You know, when you're moving backwards, you yeah. kind of if, you, if you're not comfortable with what's behind you, you're not going to be comfortable with what's in front of you either. Yeah. So, have you done any Muay Thai fights? Uh, when when I was a kid, I, I did some like yeah. yeah so, uh, you've done pro boxing, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did, I did some as a kid, and then I had when I was eighteen, I had two like K one type rule right. fights, and then uh, then I just went into MMA after that. But yeah, I actually what I found those fights and I watched them. I looked terrible. <laughs> I didn't block any leg kicks. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I just looked really bad. Rubbish. I'm glad yeah. I was glad I was fighting in the days before YouTube because yeah. I'd tell everybody how brilliant I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no hiding anymore, is there? Yeah. I mean, I, I, going back to Liam when it uh, when I listened to him on Joe Rogan and he <laughs> were talking about all trolls that he gets online and people saying how shit looks it in pines and that it's like who, the, who are these people yeah, like, you, can't, you, 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 you can't hit pads making that noise they'll know what's coming if you make that noise if you go ash ash everybody knows what's coming it's rubbish <laughs> that's what he gets all the time uh, okay you stand in front of him yeah, and yeah. make a noise um we play about when we're on the pads you know we play about and um, i'd say don't make a noise now don't make a noise and it can punch he actually punches harder if he doesn't make a noise. <laughs> oh, that, that's some inside knowledge. Just holds it in. <laughs> but he can't kick without making a noise. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him to kick and don't make a noise, and he can't, can't do it. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, mad. Yeah, some of the guys online commenting on videos and stuff. You've just got a lot of people get affected by it, don't they? A lot of people get like sucked into this back and forth. But yeah, no, you just got. There's a. I, I knew an American guy years ago. It was his, um, when we used to go to America a lot with. Lisa for the when sort of women's boxing was just starting to get get big was a new thing. Yeah. And Lisa went over to the States quite often for to fight pro. And the remember he said to me, um he said, you know, the, the more enemies you've got, the better you're doing and the more trolls you're getting, the better you're doing. So, you know, if you're doing something wrong, if people start trolling you then it's it's a good thing. You just yeah. you just thanks for trolling me because you make me feel important that's true that we haven't had any trolls on podcast yet now i need to get shame, i need to say it? some more yeah, outrageous yeah. stuff don't i where's your <laughs> mate you're, you're, you're gonna have a few now Wait, where's going <laughs> back your mate i want to have a fight with you lewis jackson oh yeah yeah come on lewis let's have a bit of shit talking if somebody knows him just tag him in will you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a couple of months back, i think he's disappeared this kid called lewis jackson started talking shit to daddy online Oh, was that was well, offering him money? It, it, it was yeah, just after yeah. it was just after risk fight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Started talking shit to Daddy. So Danny were like, "Listen, mate, it was on a Sunday night, and it, it, it didn't start kicking off until about nine o'clock at night, maybe half past nine, ten o'clock." And this back and forth started going on. on but you posted it on your Facebook. Yeah. And within about twenty minutes, there were two hundred comments. There were comment after comment, <laughs> like likes. There were all sorts going on. And this kid, you said basically, "Come down to the gym on Monday night, and we'll fight ten grand cash, and winner can have it," you know. So they'd obviously day after you turned up with ten grand in cash yeah, and put the sure, live video out, yeah. but it didn't turn up. Uh, Jim, we're really busy though. We made everyone turn up. To yeah, yeah, everyone well, kept training. Go. I think you were a marketing <laughs> I think, tactic. I think you made it up. Yeah, yeah. 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 I There's should no just do person really. Is yeah, it? I should just do that every week. Yeah. Yeah. I might be having a fight tonight, boys. Come to Jim. I think that's why you keep putting it on your uh, Instagram as well about the comeback. Yeah. yeah Who knows, right. mate? Who knows? We keep, we keep, we keep, we keep saying, me and Danny are gonna have a battle of the. Has been Zam coming back and he's coming back. Has been going to sell out Leeds Town Hall. <laughs> yeah, the cool return. 
Yeah, so uh, obviously, you know, now you're, you, you've got bad company, you've got all these fighters and stuff you're training, but where where did all that start? Like, what? how did you get into martial arts in, in the beginning? Um, one of them things, I never, I never thought it was going to become this, me sitting here talking about, you know, a very successful gym with lots of champions and all that. Yeah. When, when I was 14, 15, I had a mate who had a punch bag in his back garden and the rock hard thing used to get wet when it rained and all that and we used to knock a mess about with that and punch it till his knuckles were bleeding and, and I'd get home and mother, what have you been doing with your, knuckles, your hands you stupid <laughs> and all that and then um, um, I, I, so I, I got into it he used to show me so he did what he called kickboxing then yeah. and he used to show me some stuff and then then I, I, I one day I was about 16 years old and I saw an advert for a, you know, the newest thing Muay Thai gym starting in Staveley in Chesterfield near where I used to live and I went to the first like opening session of it and just loved it it was just like something was that that was what that was me yeah. you know and um, I never missed a session trained really hard really into it started having PTs with him spent all my time thinking about it till eventually I got to the stage where I'd probably been training 18 months or so and at that time that was about late 80s there were no like what, like now, there's a fight weekend every weekend. Yeah. There's two or three shows on. It'd be like, oh, there's a show this weekend. Every th three, four months, would be a show somewhere. It's your fancy fighting, and I, I fought and I, I knocked the kid out and won. And um, that's how it went. And then he changed his job, the coach, and um, I ended up uh, taking the classes a lot. And I got a bit frustrated. I said, look, I, I want to train more. I want to fight. And he said, well go over to Manchester then Master Toddy um, had a gym on Newton Street there and he had he had three ties working for him it was a brilliant place I used to so I used to drive over there two three times a week and train in Manchester with Toddy I used to spend all my money having PTs with all these ties there and Master A who's still in the UK I used to train with him a lot he'd just come over hardly spoke a word of English <laughs> um, so sort of I taught him a bit of English and he taught me a bit of <laughs> Um, and that was how it was and then I moved from there up to Leeds it's a long story this um, I'd nowhere to train in Leeds so I um, started going boxing I went to a pro boxing gym and the guy there said oh no you're wasting your time doing all this Thai boxing for you don't get paid enough uh, you want to get yourself a licence so I, I, I did I got a licence had a few pro fights I was still travelling over to Manchester so like I, I even had one weekend I'd fight Thai boxing and then the following weekend I'd have a pro boxing fight and then even once then the following week two weeks later I fought K1 so I did like Muay Thai then I did boxing <laughs> and I did K1 nose was all over my face <laughs> yeah. I did eight for a fortnight but um, that was how it was and then I started Bad Company um, and it, that at the time it was just two nights a week in a church hall St Aidan's on Roundy Road and then somebody introduced me to uh, a guy called Reg Jones who I share my gym with now and he introduced me to where we are now Star Cinema on York Road oh, oh, is, that what, is that what it used to be then a cinema it was, it was a cinema down, downstairs if, if you ever come in our gym you look upstairs yeah. it, you see where the projector used to go ah, through where right, the seats yeah. used to be and there's roses on the ceiling and all that you know you could yeah. see it was a cinema um, and we're just upstairs on what was the balcony of the cinema and I've been there since 1990 I started Bad Company in 92 and I've been in that that building, that gym since 1998. Yeah. Um, a lot of people come through the door. 
Yeah, yeah. So what? So when did it start happening? Where obviously you were just train, you wanted to train yourself, and well, then I, I was, I was a fighter. I, I, I really, I wanted to fight. So I suppose if you if you like, I did it the hard way because I was wanting to fight Muay Thai. So I was going over to Manchester to train. I was going over there once, twice a week if I could, because at that time then I was I was also working in Leeds. I wasn't running the gym full time. So I was working and then driving over to Manchester or weekends driving over there, training maybe once or twice a week there. And then the rest of the time, honestly, I was just punching a bag yeah. and going jogging and then fighting at international level fights. That was my training. Because <laughs> um, we were saying the other day, weren't we, that, you know, whereas in my day, it would probably, at your, your day, it probably took 10 years to get to any decent level. Yeah. We can help people get there now in two or three years because we've, We've learned it, you know. I, yeah. I never had what my guys have got. I never had a gym, that, a local gym that I could go to and train and somebody to mentor me and all that. I did it more or less myself. I used to go to over to Manchester and Toddy would go, oh, Richard, you fight on uh, Saturday. And I go, all right, uh, who am I fighting? They go, oh, no, no problem, no problem. And then I, I wouldn't even know who I was fighting until I got there and <laughs> I would fight, you know. Um, <laughs> That's the proper Thai way as well. Yeah, when yeah. you're in Thailand, it's the same, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, once, once I'd started the gym and I got to know a few of the other trainers around, I had one or two of the trainers. I won't say I did it all myself because I had one or two other trainers around the country who helped me a lot. Mick Mullaney in Sheffield used to go there. Yeah, he, he opened his doors to me and let me go. Uh, Dave Jackson in Warrington, I used to go there and train with him. Uh, me and Lisa used to go over there do a lot of sparring and stuff. So. You know, as as I've gone through, I've made a lot of friends who've helped me and, and, and developed the style that, that I teach. Uh, it's not just down to me, but um, that that's how it all started. And then obviously, I had my career, I'd probably a few too many fights really. I lost the hunger for it a bit by towards the end. Decided to retire and just focus on the gym. And really, the gym went from strength to strength after that. Were you still working, you know, when you, like, retired from fighting? Were you still working or yeah. are you already... Yeah, I, I, I finished... Actually, when I think about it, you know, I finished working for somebody else and went kind of full-time with the gym and I own some properties as well, so I do that. Um, in 1998, and that's just about when I opened yeah. at, at the, the place we are now. So it sort of happened... It, it, it was the me retiring from fight. I retired from fighting in 2000 and five something like that yeah and uh, here i am now yeah <laughs> so you've got this style like when people watch like people like liam and jordan you know there is like a style to it you know there's a there's a bad company style if you like you know when you watch these guys and you watch them in pads and stuff like where's where's that come from is that like a combination of things <clears throat> yeah i mean i don't know you see i don't it's interesting you say that because i don't Really see it that way. I think every one of our fighters, my fighters, is is a is different. Yeah, yeah. Th there is there is differences definitely, but there is a there is like You're an underlying you style. Can tell that yeah, from the same yeah. Gym. I would say so. Yeah. Well, obviously, um, my my classes and my techniques and my methods are what's going to filter through the gym. Yeah. But of course, you know, I, I, as I've as the gym's got better, we've got a lot of depth in the gym now because there's not only my experience of, of I did it all myself, and it's all down yeah. to me. 
you know, I've taken Liam to a certain point, then he's taken himself as far as he's gone as well. He's gone to Thailand and trained in Thailand. We've, we've both shared the same sort of experiences over there. Um, and I learn from my guys now as well. You know, I'll see I'll see um, Andy Housen or, or Jordan Watson or any of the others, you know, David Mack or all them, doing something. I think, I like that, that's good. I'm going to make that. Yeah. And, and that's how it goes. And they'll do the same with me, you know. A number of times I'll see one of my guys teaching a PT of something I've taught them that morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's that's how that's how the sport develops, isn't it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I suppose the style just developed as it is. Uh, it, it was interesting, um, obviously, again, we'll go back to Liam. I have to mention him every few minutes so I get the face on him. Um, it's like Vinny's Instagram. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Liam's obviously pretty famous for his low kick. Yeah. Um, but don't limit him to that because he's, you know, he's technically really good at, at, at the whole the whole thing. Um, but the 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 low kick, I remember when I went to Thailand once and um, a Thai came over and said, "Should we come here? Come here, give me what." Show me low kick, show me low kick. And I um, had to show him how, how we low kick, which is actually a little bit different, slightly different. And uh, he says, oh, you can, my gym, we call this Leeds low kick. Um, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the proudest moment Leeds. in their life. No Leeds way, low yeah. Kick, they call it the, the way I teach the low kick, the Leeds low kick, you yeah. know. What gym, is that at Jitty? Jitty gym, because you did spend a lot of time at Jitty, G- is that G- right? Yeah, Jitty's a good friend of ours. Yeah. Um, and um, I, Jitty started off, he was on Bottom of Coast on Road um, and he had his gym there and then um, things went a little bit, not wrong, but he, he ended up sort of not getting kicked out of there, but he ended up having to leave. Yeah. And uh, the old owner came back, said he wanted it back and it was all a bit unfair. He ended up having to go and find his own. Then he started another, he opened up at Ingram Gym. He was a sort of head coach at Ingram Gym trying to develop some international ties there. Yeah. Relationships um, there, and then um, he f- found his own place, and we we were literally his first customers in his in his new gym, in his, in his existing gym. And we used to go there all the time, and you know, then Liam started going there, and Richard Cadden started going there, quite a few of my other students started going to Jitty. So we've always had a, a really good relationship with Jitty. Yeah, um, and we used to go there every, every year, certainly till I've had kids and since, but. Since I retired from fighting, and since since um, since I've had kids, we tend to we go to Thailand, we go down to the island, and yeah, train at Yod Yut there, and, and down at Son Sanui, and we've trained in loads of different gyms over there as well. You yeah, know. no, it's good. It's crazy over in Thailand. Like obviously <laughs> the, the amount of fights and stuff they have, and yeah, yeah, the, the experience. Have you ever been to Thailand? No, no, I, no, I haven't. I um, I've watched that documentary on Netflix. Um, is it called it called fire or something like that? Where oh, they, they sure. go to all different countries, oh yeah, and they oh, see right. the different styles of fighting. Yeah, you yeah, go to yeah. Thailand, and obviously like, and and around that area, and they're obviously they're saying they're fighting every weekend. They're getting paid pennies. They just train and fight like day in day out. And this like one of the uh, opening shots is like a kid and his eye. He obviously broke, broke his nose or something, and his face is swollen up. And they're like, oh yeah. He's, Broke his nose like three weeks back, but they haven't got any ice or like they did whatever they were fighting. I, don't, I can't remember. Might not have been Thailand, so somebody's going to call us out for this. But, uh, yeah, this kid there, and he's just all swollen up, and there were no ice. Just carried on training and fighting. And uh, I was like, nah, mad. It's an interesting thing because, like now, it's different because there's a lot of Westerners go over to to Thailand all the time, and that's how 
a lot of the gyms make their money from from having yeah. foreigners coming and training and teaching them. But honestly, when I first started going, oh, Jitty was one of the first ones to open his doors to foreigners. Before that, it was it was quite hard to even be accepted in a gym. Uh. And um, at the time, and even now, I think to be a Muay Thai fighter over there is a bit of a low class thing to do. It's it's you know it's not something you'd want your kids to grow up and be. Uh. Um, without generalising too much, if if you were from a poor family and you were a lad, yeah. you'd, your family would be up and you got into Muay Thai. Yeah. And then Big you'd girl. end up getting bought into a bought into a gym down in Bangkok and make money and all your money you'd have to send back to your family. Yeah. Usually to educate your one of your other siblings who'd then go to university to help support the family. Yeah. If you were a girl, it was probably worse. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you'd get sent down to one of the islands and end up having to Make your money in, you know, other ways. Well, yeah. nah, I was going to say that, like, when I uh, I used to work at sea, and the only reason I know about Thailand <laughs> is because of lads that used to go over to Thailand on the leave and buy themselves a wife, you know, like, that's literally the only, uh, the only thing I knew about Thailand, yeah, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, he, he had that reputation. I think that reputation's l- it's left that behind a lot now, and they've moved on, and it's, it's, it's a much more of a... You know, a, a, a developing or developed country. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. At, so at one point, it was a third world country. Is that right? Yeah, I, 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 I believe. I or, or considered to be a developing country, wasn't yeah, it? Whereas yeah. now, I think. I mean, there's obviously still a big, like the cities, like Bangkok, is yeah. one thing, and then you can go out into the country, into yeah. the sticks, and that's another thing. It's like being in another yeah. world, really. Um, and most of the strong fighters tend to come from the from the provinces. Yeah. Get noticed by a scout and get get bought by one of the gyms and that they go down to Bangkok and fight. Jessup's just said it was a third, he just checked it was a third it, world. It used to be a third world country, yeah. I'm guessing now it's, yeah. What's that, sorry? Ah, right, yeah. Developing yeah, world, so, okay. yeah, crazy. Like, even, even, because I, I think the first time I went to Thailand was 2011, I think. And, uh, yeah, even the difference then, you know, and I've been every year, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, the amount of, the amount of like how how much more westernized it is like um i got a scholarship at tiger muay thai which is kind of like a commercial gym but i mean the first time i went there it's still you know it's just wooden huts with ring, rings in and stuff now you go it's like this super yeah, yeah. like this Stay millionaires to took over it oh, and it's right. like super you know it's all aircon rooms and that to train in it's interesting because there's there's that at one end and then there's gym, very strong gyms in Bangkok that are literally still under railway yeah. arches. And it's a, I prefer that. I prefer yeah. that old school. You know, when you go in, it's just yeah. wooden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh. but though they, those gyms are still producing fighters who are, you know, just as strong even yeah. without the sort of... Well, I think even if you're training in like a nice environment, it's almost weakens you. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. you know if, you, if you're yeah. just in like a training a shithole, there's... I remember Simon Stadnik, who trains with me, when, when he said he, he was training in Thailand, and he said it was like a, the gym was on a pig farm. Yeah. And he said there was literally So it literally pigs. was a shithole. Yeah, just a shithole. And it, he said he was sleeping, like, like with these ties, like sardines in this little bed. He said he'd get up in the morning, and the ties would have, like, his clothes on, you know, that he'd yeah, yeah, up to yeah, dry. Yeah. <laughs> the ties <laughs> would be like, oh, nice T-shirt. Yeah, whatever. I used to get that all the time. I'd be, where's the shorts? <laughs> where's the shorts? We'd be, oh, super, no, he's got your shorts on. I mean, a little tiny tie walking around with my massive shorts on, falling down around his ankles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gone off to 7-Eleven in my shoes and my shorts, you know. It's, it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, but like I say, uh, n- now, like every time I go back and that, it's changing every time and, you know, it's 
slowly getting more expensive if you're in like the westernized yeah, areas yeah. and stuff. And well, I, I remember when I first started. I mean, I've, I've lucky I've been to Thailand now at least once a year for the last twenty years, every year. Yeah. And when I first started going over, I used to feel massive, like all the Thais, the adults, and and everybody were, were, were a lot smaller than me. Yeah. Now, if you go around Bangkok, teenagers and and sort of younger adults, they're all getting up to my size you know the the obviously the diet's changed there's a lot yeah. more and, and and interbreeding with like I was other, about to say, yeah, yeah. About, yeah yeah obviously that, obviously as a race if they're small people but then you get in other other yeah, people mixing yeah. in is that so it's funny how i now i don't feel like i'm a massive giant anymore i used yeah. to you know but yeah no i don't yeah yeah it's it's, it's a good point you should definitely should we take the should we take the uh podcast over there yeah, Summer. yeah, let's do. do it in Thailand. Should do. should do it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. That one, it or a trip. Yeah, podcast Team trip. trip. There, there's my excuse, Jade. I'm off to Thailand. It's for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm on about going there for because Jade's never been, and uh, so yeah, I, I want to take her there for our honeymoon. You know, and oh, yeah. show around. when you get married again, when is it? October, October fifth. Right. Then probably go to Thailand. I think October's like the end of rainy season, so I'll go like November time, November, de- yeah, December. It's, it's, that's the then, it, then it's warm, but it's not too hot. Yeah, up to December, it's it's nice, and then it gets yeah. starts getting hotter and hotter. Yeah, and I think, I, when did, I, did we go once in like May or something? And I remember training, and it, it was just like, we've made a fucking mistake here. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking really hot. Yeah, it, it, April, May, yeah. and have Songkran as well. Yeah, it, that's it. it, it, it yeah, around so Songkran. Is it, yeah. Was it Thailand where you already crashed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, sorry. Yeah. Can't remember what you said. I, yeah, I can't really remember either, <laughs> mate, to be fair. <laughs> I, that's why I need to go back because I can't remember half can't of it. remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I've been, I think I've been every year since since 2011, so. Have you? Yeah, so. But uh, training more, obviously, Tiger and AKA and, and uh, Phuket top team, they're like MMA gyms, you know, yeah. they're not. Uh, yeah. So obviously, you've got a lot of more traditional Thai gyms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, I've not spent that much time in Phuket, really. Yeah. It's Bangkok and Samui and different up in the northeast yeah. of it as well. Yeah, that's it. I, I've never really been to those places, so... Chris is, uh, Chris from XS Guard has commented saying uh, ABT Phuket. Yes. Get it set up. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it, yeah. Let's do it. So yeah. Send Jessup out to run it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they'd lock him up because he smokes weed too much. They're really, <laughs> they're really, really anti-drug, aren't they? Like There's signs everywhere saying, I mean, it, yeah. it still goes on. But, yeah, know. but I mean, you hear, you hear of people, there was that guy, I think he was ex-army, and he got caught with like some, some like, ease or something like oh, that. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think like, a, you know, you're not talking like a vast amount, you're talking like 10, and I think, boom, life in yeah. prison in it's Bangkok. Harsh. It's, it's very harsh. Yeah. You don't want to get... Arrested for anything over there. Yeah. Or it's same as like out in Bahrain and that, you know, Middle East. Yeah. Like when I were out there, they were like, there's all these rules about, there's no like dry, I think it's, I don't know if it's a dry state, but it's like no alcohol, no yeah. drugs, no this. But then you go like, every bar is Giant just full of, doors, yeah. it's full of prostitutes, Thai prostitutes in every bar. I don't matter, yeah. all, all these little ports and even in Middle East and uh, it's just mental. Yeah. I think you get that, place. don't you? You get the societies where things are banned. It and it like well, it creates, it creates, it creates, it, a, it creates a demand, doesn't they, it? Yeah. They come over the border from Saudi Arabia. This is just what the locals told us, so they don't all be to it. But they, said <laughs> that, they said that the guys in Saudi Arabia used to go across the border into Bahrain because yeah. Allah didn't watch, like didn't class it as a, right. as like a, a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on their weekends, which I think started on a Thursday through till Saturday, they used to come over on Thursday to Saturday and obviously do bad things in 
in nightclubs and then, right, and then, then go back, back over to Saudi Arabia on a Sunday. And so it's like, the, yeah, because I've, I mean, I've been Bahrain before. Right. It's yeah. just like, I don't actually think it works like that really do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not religious, I don't know rules. But He's watching. Like, whatever. He's watching me now doing Ramadan, so I can't Oh, yeah, cheat. do you want to tell us a bit about that? Oh, yeah. Daddy's on a, Danny's dieting, he's on a... No, no, I just, like, obviously a lot, lot of the guys in the gym... Uh, are doing Ramadan and stuff, and uh, I've done fasting before. I've done a I've done a water fast, so only water, no food. I've done three days before, and that was really tough. So I thought it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, with Ramadan, you know, it's no food or water during daylight hours, yeah. and then you know at night, then you can eat. So I thought it'd be interesting to see what it works like, and so yeah, I did I did it yesterday, and uh, and got on all right. It was kind of. Th- the, the times when I had nothing to do, then I started thinking about food and stuff. And about them Jaffa cakes, yeah, the 400 Jaffa cakes. Stomach, don't talk about it. <laughs> stomach, stomach started rumbling. But uh, but yeah, I've done it and I'm, I'm doing it again today. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm taking part in Ramadan or, you know, I'm definitely not going to do 30 days because I've got a lot of lot of training and stuff I need to do. That it's just I just physically wouldn't be able to do if, if I did that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it today. I might do it tomorrow and just, it's like the guys who were training with me who were doing it. I tell them, I say, oh, why don't you come in and just train at night and then break your fast or whatever. And some of them are like, oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. So I figured if I do it myself, and like I'm going to train tonight yep. and then and then break my fast. Um, so, yeah, at least I can speak from experience then. You know, I don't is that, like... Is that why Ali put that post on last night, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder what it was for. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought you just announced... When, you, I when you your coach is a badass, yeah. Yeah, I thought you announced that you were coming out of retirement. I thought you'd like... Just gonna drop that nah, one. Nah, nah. I am though. I'm coming out every time. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing though. You're standing with your fighters, aren't you? Standing with your yeah. Um, it's like know. it's like fight wise. Like I can and, and the same for you. Like when you tell your fighters to do something, like yeah, yeah. you know, go on that bag and do 500 knees. You're yeah. telling them because you've done that before. You know, you've been in Thailand and you've had the guy say 500 knees or you know. So and and the fighters. Almost, there's like a trust between fighters. Like the fight, if I tell the fighters to do something, they trust me because they believe that I've done it as well. And then it's the same for this Ramadan thing. Like I'm telling fighters, oh, why don't you just, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just train? And then, but at least if I'd done it, then there'll be a bit more trust there when I say, oh, well, I think you could maybe do this. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's all right saying train, but you know, can you can can you do it? Like when you've had nothing all day. It's hard. I, I've got a couple of. You know, Muslims in my gym and they've come and said, East Ramadan, what do you think I should do? Should I come and train or what? Yeah. And I've said, like, I can't answer that for you. You know, you yeah. it's how you feel. He's personally, one of them's a young lad. He's only 18. I yeah. think. So personally, I, I wouldn't because I don't, I think it's probably not a good idea. But yeah. I think obviously like of yourself, if you're a full-time fighter and you're fasting all day, you can sort of like, play the system a bit where you can eat later into the evening and, and then obviously sleep in. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, y- so, you could do. But obviously if you're still working and still trying to come up like through the grind. It, yeah, yeah. I guess, get up at I guess working work, all day. If the, the, the work people, all day and then train. For, like, pe- for people doing Ramadan, obviously I don't have a real real job. I just <laughs> I just fucking train fighters and, and just laze about a lot and do what I want. But um, yeah, for, for, peop- for people doing Ramadan who have got a full-time job, 
that's crazy you know yeah. like for them to be able to do that wow that, that's amazing because to work all day for me it's like the mental thing you know like i'm fasting and i'm like getting pissed off at stuff like <laughs> but it's funny because you obviously don't consider what you do work yeah but, i mean when you think about what we do because i have a similar kind of day to you yeah um, you know holding pads you know getting knocked about by fighters teaching classes so like you're very active yeah and I, I've, I've never done anything like ramadan but I, I i used to have a fast day every every week which would nearly kill me you know i'd go from breakfast one day to breakfast the next and i'd still be doing all my, my, my pts and my yeah. pads for all my fighters and then teaching to so you used to do 24 hours of eating just having water yeah just water what, yeah. what were benefits like what are the my mine was just to try and keep just myself in better shape right, okay um used to work as well because you'll, be, you'll, you'll know yourself but what happens is it makes you think about what you're eating yeah. so for two or three days you'd kind of want to eat clean yeah definitely and then it start to by the weekend it's starting to you're starting to tail off a bit and start to eat a bit of rubbish yeah and yeah. then you reset yourself again on, yeah. on a Monday you know so yeah definitely it's good like I can see loads of benefits in it like obviously there's a self-discipline if you're going to do if you're doing Ramadan and you're doing 30 days that's like massive, like self-discipline to yeah. be able to do that, and then, uh, like like Richard says, it makes you think about like when I did the three-day water fast. After three days, I was everything I'm eating. I'm thinking, right, I need to eat something that's that's clean, that you know, because I'm thinking that my body's empty, and if I just put shit in it, I'm gonna make myself ill. Rubbish, I'm yeah. gonna feel bad. Yeah. So it really made me think, and over time, it wore. You know, after like a month, it wore off, and I just went to eating Maltesers for breakfast again, <laughs> which is really good, guys. Get Maltesers in a bowl, get some milk on it, and eat them. Really good. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it really makes you think about it. And there's a, a, I've spoke about it before with like with like Khabib, you know. You know, obviously, Khabib's a Muslim fighter. He's got to do Ramadan, potentially train through it as well. So it's like the 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 discipline and like the you know the mental strength he's got to he gets from doing that. It's I think that's massive, really, compared yeah. to a fighter who's just going out piss every weekend or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, a massive advantage. Well, for that's him. it. Like religion plays a massive part. It, I mean, it, it takes a lot supposed to be religious and stick to that set of rules of whichever religion you're choosing you know like you can yeah. t you can see we like people like Khabib that his, his life is dictated by that by the book by the, yeah. the laws that are stated there you know it's a it's funny though because I've, I've seen it from the um, sense of community that it brings them it, um, I used to um, do a bit of driving a minibus down in Bradford um, giving sandwiches out to homeless people and stuff and we used to do it in the evenings when it was Ramadan, and um, it's, as it started going dark and all the all, all the people started coming out and filling up the mosques and all that and breaking the fast, there's a right massive good feeling of sort of community and celebration yeah, yeah. and all that. And and you, I think all people see the sort of miserable bit of spending all day not eating. It must be rubbish. But actually, when they break the fast every day and all that, it's like a big party, you know. And yeah. Probably a really good thing to be part of, I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. But it, I think it builds like unity. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, if you were yeah. all doing it together, it's, a it, it's like, it's like it? a struggle. Yeah. It's like, I, I always think this in my head with everything. It's like war. Like going to, you know, yeah. like imagine, yeah. imagine you're at war and you, 
you ain't you can't stop and eat you know you've got a you've got a march from like here to there while it's light you've got to go you ain't got yeah. time to stop and yeah, yeah. you know you go and maybe you're hunting on the way but you ain't got time to eat and then at night you stop and then you can eat that that's how i kind of play it out yeah. in my mind what i'm doing yeah, yeah you know it's like it's that kind of hunter mentality like you're at war and Really, you're at war with yourself. It's like a good mental game as well. Like camping. I want camping one. Yeah. <laughs> the shared experiences of misery bring you closer together. Yeah. yeah I'm saying camping, camping. Grim. Yeah. yeah. I got no time for that. Yeah. I, I li- when, when I was younger, I, I went with my brother and uh, I decided, I'd, I, well, I think when I, were, when I were a kid, I don't, my dad didn't really want me to hang around with my brother because my brother, you know, he went to like smoking weed and stuff like that. And so I just thought it was really so cool. with Jessup instead. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm like, 13, 14, I'm at school and I'm like, no, I want to fucking hang around with my brother. You know, he's this, I looked up to him, he's like this cool guy, smokes weed. It, it, we're living in London at the time. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm, I'm off to London. So I'll just get us on a train, goes to London, just fucks off, try, find, finds my brother. And he's like, right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go camping. I'm like, right. So we had, we had, we had a tent and everything and we went to Wales, went, went, we just fucked off into so Wales. So you went all the way to London for you to yeah. drive to Wales? To no, we didn't drive, we just went on a train. Like I'm just, I don't <laughs> know where I'm going or anything. I'm just a kid. You know, I just want to hang around with my brother and he's like, oh, let's go to Wales. So <laughs> anyway, we get us on train, we end up in Wales, middle yeah. of nowhere. We're like, I think, did we have bikes? We had bikes. So we're Stole like, some bikes. So yes, yeah, so we had some push bikes. <laughs> we did actually rob on this, on this journey, but we, we had some bikes and then we went, um, <laughs> We ended up in like this mountain range. It's a massive, obviously, in Wales, massive mountain range. You got like Snowdon and stuff. We were near Cader uh, Idris, which is the second highest peak in Wales, I believe. We were just near there, like a big old slate mine. So we, we climbed up this like sort of mountain, and uh, there were a village because it used to be a, a slate mining community. There were like a village built out of slate, and uh, it had been abandoned. So we found this little hut made out of slate, and then we. We got some. Uh, we got a candle and we melted wax into like holes in roof. And we sealed it. And we slept it. We didn't get our tents out. We slept in this little shack, and we stayed there for like a week. And uh, we had no money, right. so we we had some like food with us. And then it got to the stage where uh, we had, we had to go to a shop. And I think we went went in shop. And I just got like a basket of food, and I just fucking pel- <laughs> pelted it and just got I just robbed it. But we we didn't have anything, and then we met like these people who lived in like this little village, and they said, "Oh, you know, come come and have a drink with us. Come to the pub." So we went to the pub. We had no money, and uh, th- these this these people they bought they were a raffle. And they said, "Oh, we'll get you a raffle ticket," and we ended up winning this raffle. And he's like, "Oh, pick what your prize is," and the the prize they were like low, you know, like bottles of vodka and that, and there were a massive crate full of fruit. And loads of cans of cider. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> so, so we just lived on fruit and cider, and uh, cheese toasties, cheese and bean toasties. I nick, I nick loads of beans, cheese, bread. So, and what made you go back? What when did it did come to ma- an end? Well, it came to it. It just got to the stage where we uh, we stunk, and uh, we, I, I think we had managed to blag these people to let us use the bath. So we had a bath at one point, but yeah, we just stunk. We had no money. We're just like... How did you make toasties? Did you fit like uh, yeah, some electric so, to your, your slate? No, but. no, no. So so I nicked the basket from, from the shop. Oh, yeah? Right, yeah. So we turned the so basket upside barbecue. down and we made like a little barbecue. And then uh, 
Yeah, we just like compressed the bread. I can't remember what we put on top of it, and then we lit a fire. Homemade <laughs> toasties. Yeah, and we made the honestly, they was really good. <laughs> we made these toasties, and I always think it's about like, it now. Every, every now and again, I think, oh, I've got to think of a name for that. I I so, there's the Breville in the book. It's <laughs> going to be a Danny. That. I think it's going to be a Mitchell. I think, <laughs> Mitchell yeah, I think MOD is going to be contacting us for this information. So yeah, on, on, but honestly, we're yeah, it was re- really good. Re- like you know, just to be in the. In, in the middle of nowhere and uh, yeah is this real like, yeah I, this what, is what real what are we talking about <laughs> like, is, we're, just going real. we're just talking we're about going Ramadan weren't we yeah we're talking about camping you were about camping and hunting and stuff but yeah we were it's just there fault. and I, we even we even climbed we climbed Kader Idris like I say second highest peak in Wales yeah. I, I believe I remember climbing it we, we just turned up and thought fuck it we'll climb to the top so I've just got like some joggers on a t-shirt there's people there they've got like climbing gear, gear on, yeah. yeah everything they've got these you know Sticks. all the kit yeah and it's literally in the clouds like we got to the top i'm freezing we're inside <laughs> the clouds there's like shelters for people who are like dying and stuff i'm like fucking hell and they were a, they were a massive lake it was just clear water and i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna drink it i'm thirsty so i just got a bottle empty bottle and i was drinking this water and I th- my brother's like oh you're gonna get shit it's really bad and i was fine just drank from this like pure lake. Probably clean, what what yeah. got said when you were, finally went back home then? Uh, no, they're just like, mum and dad just sort of looked at me. I came back, I, I looked like I'd been in army. <laughs> so we, we found, we found like an army shop. This is a random story. I need this to be a full podcast to talk about this. <laughs> we found this army shop, yeah, and they had like, um, I bought some, because I only had trainers, so I bought some like waterproof boots. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I like literally spent, I only had like a limited amount of money, like 20 quid. I got some like boots for a tenner. I got some like mess tins so we could cook yeah, food yeah, yeah. and some like knives and forks. And that were all my money gone. Then we had to like figure out how we're going to fucking eat and shit. Um, I'm, I'm sure my brother went to a cash point. We like went to this little village, went to a cash point, put his money, put his card in it. just like ate his card. <laughs> he just had like nothing. Like, oh shit. So yeah, we, ro- we ro- like robbed this shop. Yeah, pretty, pretty funny. But then... <laughs> So we went to this little army thing. So when I came back, I looked like I'd been army. I had like mess tins hanging off me <laughs> and like, I was covered in mud and shit. It was just, yeah. And I'd been on the train. So I didn't have any money to, for the train back. I went back to London. Yeah. We got like a return to London and then I didn't have money to get from London back to Donny. So I just got on the train and just sat down. I'm like, I'm like a young kid. I thought I'll just try and blag it. Or if they kick me off the train, I'll just get off and, and I'll just get on the one. next one yeah. and do it all the way back. So I'm sat there, I start sweating really bad and it's red hot on this thing. I'm like, fucking hell, I'm sweating. And then the guy, the ticket guy comes down and says, oh, really sorry, the aircon's broke. So anyone who needs a ticket, this is when you could just pay on the yeah. train. He's like, so anyone who, who needs to pay, you know, just leave it. And I thought, thank fuck for that. So I didn't have to pay, but I was sweating like fuck. <laughs> and then this guy sat, sat in front of me on like a table. He had loads of bags and, he, you know, he had like a Hugo Boss suit on and that really smartly dressed. And he'd brought loads of ice with his shopping to like keep his shopping cool. And then, so he just gave me a big bag of ice. I was just training this big bag of ice. <laughs> so when I got off, I was just like covered in water, just fucking mud all over me, bits of fucking 
army army boots, some mess tins. And you walk through the front door looking like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, what have you been doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just living in Wales up there a mountain. You, go, you drop him in the middle of the Sahara <laughs> Desert and he happens to meet somebody <laughs> in the open. I'd starve to death, I would be. Yeah. So obviously more of a survivor. Yeah, I me. end up in these mad scenarios. But yeah, crazy. But I, re- I want to go back and, you know, like do it again. Like go to the, because I, I can remember <laughs> where it where it is. It was a place called, the main town was called McCunleth. That was like a big town. Yeah. And then we found a little tiny village called Corris. That's where I won this raffle. Yeah. And then from Corris, you can go up into like the mountain range. So, yeah. So I, I do want to, so I'll drive tra- though. I'll just drive there. Yeah, yeah. Were you training then and everything? Were you, did you start? Yeah, I, I were I training. Um, I'd start, I started training when I was like 11, doing like taekwondo and kickboxing. So I, I, were, I were pretty fit. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it were a good idea to, to do it. Bit of a random random thing but really, yeah. I, I think everyone should do something like that you know just like disappear a bit of a bit of a like 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 going in the what's it the australians that do um yeah going origin is yeah no one's gonna do that shit nowadays because people are too preoccupied with phones and that know, you know? walk about it? that's what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I, I don't think i even had a phone then don't think i had a phone and i remember getting up one morning bearing in mind we're on the side of a mountain right and this sounds like I've been tripping on fucking LSD or something. <laughs> like one morning, like I wake up and I can hear this sound. It sounds like someone's revving a motorbike outside our shack. I'm like, fucking... We started panicking because we don't know if, if this is like private land or whatever. It's like some some like village built out of Slayton Mountains. So anyway, I get us out and there's a Spitfire. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> there's a fucking World War Two Spitfire just flying around this these mountains but it's below me you know like i'm above yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like flying i'm like shit and then there were a guy i'm like look, i see this thing flying i look and there's like at the end of this cliff there's just a guy just doing tai chi yeah yeah and that's just it. on the on this mountain you've heard it here first don't take drugs kids on the back of this spitfire yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no. so there's a spitfire <laughs> and then just, just this guy doing it Doing Tai Chi, I like this is mad. It, it crossed my mind I should go and like challenge him, you know, yeah, like it'd be like a I kung fu film. Might have been a lack of food or something yeah, like that. Give Danny yeah, one of them fucking donuts, will you? Someone's gone bad in this podcast. fucking my brain up, people. But yeah, yeah, everyone should try it. Everyone should try and do uh, mad, some mad excursion yeah, like yeah, that. Just, I can't beat that story. <laughs> so I'm just going home. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know how we got onto that, but yeah, fasting and camping and stuff. That yeah. is a mad story, that. There, yeah. There's loads more to it, but yeah, it, it happened. I think there's even, I think we took some videos. We had like this old video, I remember this old video camera. Yeah. You see, you, you'll have them videos somewhere as well. You, you, yeah, you've got yeah. all, you keep dropping some videos from your old fights and all sorts of stuff keeps coming out. Yeah. What else did we say we need to talk about for this podcast? When you were talking about, did we... You fasting? Is that all it was? I think so. Remember. Yeah. Just My guess is we've gone a bit off plan. Yeah. <laughs> <A bit> off, <laughs> nah, this is this is good. This is good. We're just we're going we're going with the flow. So what, what training are you doing now? Then do you say you're doing a bit of jujitsu and stuff now? Personally, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't get to do enough training. I wish I did now. But yeah. Because I'm. But I suppose my training is actually I'm, I spend you know several hours a day holding pads for fighters and yeah. coaching fighters and getting involved like. Involved in that way, I certainly ache every morning when I wake up. So I must be doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I started. Um, 
and, and I do a bit of weights, and I try and try and keep myself in as reasonable shape as I as I, as I, as I can. Just in case so that call comes, in case that, <laughs> call that big comes, fight. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might, they might one championship medal. Jit earrings, yeah. Like yeah. That's got a fight, <laughs> oh, he's got me into enough trouble with fights. <laughs> Next weekend, don't worry about it. <laughs> Bangor Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a jitty's had me in trouble a few times. He had me one, I once um, I'd been I'd had a couple of beers. I was sat on me, I think second or third big chang beer, sitting watching ringside and on a stadium. Jordan Watson had fought. He was about eleven. Yeah. I'd taken him up to this stadium up in Buriram, and I was sitting ringside, and uh, it said to me the day before, "Do you want do you want to fight tomorrow?" And I went, "No, no." When I just arrived, I'm not fit. No, I'm not fighting. Okay. <laughs> and I should have known by the look of his eyes. When you walk into the stadium, you're just on post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was it. <laughs> so I, I'm sitting there and um, I'd called the woman over the serving the drinks. I said, oh, I'll have a large chang, please. And then um, he said, oh, one more, one more. And I was, I was halfway through my second chang and Jordan had already fought. And I think there was another one of Jitty's fighters fighting as well. And I'm watching him, hey, hey, watching him fighting and all that. And then um, one of the other ties from the gym came up. He says, oh, uh, you need to go changing room now for a fight. <laughs> and I went, no, I'm not fighting, not today. I told you to yesterday. And he got this sheet of paper out with a fight list on it. And she, you fight, look, you fight. He's all in ties, so I had no idea. And I went, I told you to, I'm not fighting. And he looked at me and he went, oh, it's okay, you fight, you fight. <laughs> and I'm, I got my beer and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <man. laughs> and I went out of my fight, so that's that's jitty. He's got me into all sorts of trouble, but uh, I think if he told me to fight now, I probably would now. <laughs> yeah, it's um, mad, it's mad, isn't it? Some of the uh, the the fight posters when we were there, they like they just put people on, and they never asked anybody what country they were from, no. how much they weighed, but they'd put like flags. I think it would to attract people yeah, from yeah, that country, yeah, yeah. so they put like you know. Rico down as Australian, so there's loads of Aussies in the crowd. Like, come on, yeah, 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 we kept we kept to watch you, and he's like, yeah, not, not even Australian. Australian. <laughs> they use they just use random pictures of, of white people as well. My, my lads have fought over there a couple of a few times, Finley and Fergus, yeah. and um, you go over and um, somebody says, oh, I saw you on a poster. Did you, you did you fight last month? And he went, No, I wasn't even here. <laughs> and they just used the random picture of somebody because that's what they wanted to do. Uh, but yeah, I've I've so I'm. I, Obviously, my thing's Muay Thai, and I've yeah. always been a bit of a, pretty much of a purist. I did some pro boxing earlier in my career, just because I had nothing, no else to train. But I, um, as things progress, I, more and more, I'm getting MMA fighters coming to the gym, yeah. wanting to work their striking, um, and I, I'm starting to think, you know, I need to actually do a bit of MMA and do a bit of grappling and jiu-jitsu just so I understand how how their minds work and what they're looking for and you know it's all right me saying what you need to do is you need to stand upright and you need to yeah. move like this and all that because but that's not going to work when you've got somebody wanting to take you down and when you've got somebody coming at you with little gloves on and all different things yeah. so I, I I we've also started doing this ultra MMA and my lads are into MMA they love watching it and I, I, I wanted to Try and understand it a little bit more. So I, I started coming to Danny just for, you know, I said, can you just give me a couple of PTs just to give me an idea on what I'm looking at? And he, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. So I come over, do a, a bit of a PT with Danny and then I'll pad for, uh. for you and 
Yeah, it's kind. Of, I'm kind of the opposite because I'm. I do a lot of grappling. I'm teaching grappling, or you know, yeah. most of my time is taken up with grappling. So I just want to hit pads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not think about it and just hit pads. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's yeah. kind of like the reverse of where yeah. you are. You yeah. you're, you're holding pads and doing that all day. So it's probably better for you to yeah. come and grapple. It's it's like something different for your mind, isn't yeah. it? It's like the opposite. Yeah. Well, I didn't intend it to be anything more than that. No. And then I've, I've but once I started it. I, I realise how much there is to it and how difficult it is and how crap I am at it and I, and I, and I like being a beginner again. Yeah. I like I love going to Thailand to train Muay Thai because not because I'm a beginner but, but because I'm all of a sudden not the coach. I, I'm there just to just yeah. To train you just become a student do again. I'm told and I'm doing the class and I'm yeah. doing my somebody's holding parts of me and teaching me and uh. what you know and I like that and I like this is this it's nice going to AVT and doing. The Sort of morning classes and stuff sometimes, and you know, just doing something I'm n I'm not confident with and not yeah. comfortable with, and you know, it's a nice push. It's a good, it's good to learn something new, really. Yeah, and then obviously, uh, your kids are into MMA, watching it yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and uh, what, like in terms of letting them fight, and like what, what your, what are your plans for them, kind of thing? If I, I you know what, I haven't got any particular plans from because I don't want to push them in one direction or another it's up to them they're both doing really well at Thai boxing and you know they're both on Team GB for for IFMA now uh, out, out, last year it was 12 kids and two of them, them were Finlay and Fergus yeah. this year there's 20 kids but again they've been selected they won their categories at the at the, sele at the selectors in, in Glasgow and um, they've been selected for the team again Um they're doing really well, both ranked number one in the UK, both well-known, you know, and that's them, they want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they've got it on a plate because we teach them, and what I said to them is, if you want to teach, if you want to fight, I'm going to push you. Yeah. But if you don't want to fight, you don't have to fight, I'm not going to make you. Yeah. Um, They both want to do a bit of MMA fight. We, we have MMA at the gym. But, um, yeah. Alex Thompson comes over from, from AVT and teaches two kids' classes a week. Um. And they both do it as much as they can, but they've got the views. They got fights coming up so often when it's a the, the, the jujitsu MMA class at, at our gym. They're doing their Thai boxing, yeah. and so far they've not really had the chance to push the MMA side of things because they're so active and, and doing so well on the on the on the Thai boxing side of things. Having said that, they both, from my limited knowledge, pretty decent at it. Yeah. Um, They've got a real good understanding of, of it, and you know my 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 youngest lad particularly is a nightmare. <laughs> Can't walk around my house now without him trying to choke me out, <laughs> <laughs> bouncing on the bed and, and, and grabbing all of me in a rear naked choke and <laughs> telling me to tap tap. You've got to tap. You've got to tap. So I won't let go. And I'm I'm not tapping to you. You're twelve. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm like Pink Panther now. Kato walking around my house. <laughs> <laughs> my lad trying to. <laughs> trying to do things to me, um, and yeah, they're both they're both decent. They're both, you know, fit and strong and healthy, and that's as much as I'd want for them. Yeah. Um, Lisa, being protective mum, says, "Oh, I'm not sure about when whether I want to fight. I want them to fight, you know, full rules, and when they start becoming adults and getting elbowed in the face and yeah. all that." And she's saying to Fergus, "You're not allowed to do MMA. Your ears get ruined. I don't want your ears. Get, I like your ears. <laughs> Look at his ears." <laughs> These are not bad compared to some of the lads in gym. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, we've got to put that video out this weekend of me grabbing your ear. 
Oh man, it's great. Is it? Is it? Is he? Is there like the thickness of a like a piece of gammon? Yeah, like they're about half inch thick. It's mad. Yeah, solid. But when I when I think about, I mean, my face as you can see is pretty intact and very good looking, but. You know, yeah, okay, I took some facial damage and I'm no doubt been knocked around my head a bit few too many times and all that and I, I had some very hard fights when I was a, a younger, you know, got bad injuries from them now. But when I think about what it probably got me out of, yeah, I, I wasn't going out. When, at the time when all my mates were, come on, let's go out drinking and let's get pissed and why do you try smoking this and all that? Yeah. And I can't, I've got a fight coming up. And I had to live pretty clean and, and, and I, I, you know, this was their ambition, my mates said, Come on, I'm gonna get you pissed. Nope, I'm all right. And I was quite disciplined. Yeah. So when I think about it, really, when I think about the dangers that lie ahead of my two sons. Yeah, it's rather rather than getting punched in face and yeah. get addicted to fucking yeah, yeah, drugs yeah. The, or you know, there's 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 a at least it keeps them off the off the street and on the straight and narrow a little bit. So you know, looking at it one way, is there's dangers. There's dangers everywhere, and I suppose it's a mum's yeah. job to see the dangers and worry about them and it's yeah, yeah. maybe dad's job to yeah. say no come on so I think with my little lad I'm just he's going to have one fight he's got to have one fight and then he can choose after but he yeah. can't choose for the first one he's got to have one <laughs> well I force him to fight well you know <laughs> they, they do into clubs don't they there's all sorts yeah, of different yeah. things you can do the thing is with my lad now he's like because he's just sit, you know he, he went to gym the other day and he just sees everyone and it we do little drills that he can do an arm bar. He's, you know, just turned four. He's got like, we do these little games and stuff and he likes it. Every day he wakes up, Daddy, can we do fighting today? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I roll around with him on the floor and that. Just trying to get him out of like punching other kids. That's the danger. Yeah, trying yeah. to get him. And cutting slugs in half. Yeah, yeah. You know what my lads have um, <laughs> been doing Thai boxing and do it seriously from from sort of, I let them start at six at my gym, so yeah. I, I won't let either of them start till they were six. So it won't be fair. Yeah, I've been doing it since they were six, and 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 up to now, neither of them have had one fight at school. They've yeah. never been in trouble for fighting. They don't see it as a solution to a problem. Really, it's funny. I suppose in a way, you get two things, don't you? A lot of kids won't start on them because they know what they do. Yeah. But then you do get the odd idiot who wants to start. Costs, yeah, you know, yeah. What they do, but neither of them have got anything to prove, and they both just go, oh, go away, stop it. Yeah. And um, and it's, like I say, I, they, I've never had to sort of say to mine, you've got to stop doing it at school, or so I won't teach it or anything like that. It's just never been a never yeah. been a problem. That's good, then, isn't it? Yeah, I think the thing is now with schools, they've got this zero tolerance yeah. thing, so that like even if if I'm bullying you and you punch me, you know, we're, we're both, both we're both in trouble. Yeah, yeah. we both get excluded or whatever. So. I think that's the that's the problem now is that it's very hard to they're, well, al they're almost teaching kids to not no. retaliate. And Fergus had a had an issue with my youngest lad, twelve years, and he walked into changing room at, at school and um, there was um, a lad kicking off having a, having a bit of a temper tantrum. I think he's a slightly special needs this guy, and he um, he laid into Fergus just, just literally randomly just turned around and laid into him, yeah. and um, Fergus was sort of covered up, pushed him off. And what did he do that for? The kid went, I'm going to kick you as well. And he flew at him and kicked him. And Fergus says he, he caught his kick. He says, but then I just, because I knew he was a bit like, he, he want, didn't mean it. I, I just lowered him down to the floor and just left him, put him on the floor and then I, and then I stood up over him and, and that. And um, 
That's some discipline, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially at a young age. Brilliant, because like I don't think I could have done that if someone yeah. done that to me. Yeah. And then the teachers come in, and they've both been into tr- in, in trouble and both getting 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 done for it. Never. And I've we've ended up having to get involved and said, no, yeah, he can't do that. He's, all he's done is defend himself. Yeah, yeah, but he 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 laid hands on the other kid. Well, no, he didn't. He just stopped himself from getting kicked. Uh, World's gone mad on it. No, you can't you can't do that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I, I think. I think you have to, um, yeah, you ha- you have to teach kids that they can defend themselves. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know that, that that's, yeah. The, you, kids have got to protect themselves. You can't just curl up in a ball and let someone kick the fuck out of you, and then t- go and tell the teacher after. Yeah. Equally, I get. I'm always you'll be the same. I get the number of times I get people ringing me saying um, I want to bring my kid along because he's getting bullied at school and I want to teach him to stand up for himself. And I always say to parents, look, you're not going to make your kid. You should be proud of him that he doesn't stand up for himself. And you're not going to make a kid who's a gentle kid who's not a fighter. You're not going to make him into a fighter. You're yeah. going to make yeah. him feel inadequate if you tell him he's got a limp back. Yeah. You know, if you want to bring him to the gym and give him a bit of confidence and make him some new friends and he's going to change his attitude when he gets to school and people aren't going to want to pick on him, that's a different thing. You're never going to teach a kid who, and you shouldn't want to teach a kid who won't, doesn't want to hit back. Yeah, it's, that, that a, it's a thankless task being a teacher. Though. My missus is a primary school teacher, yeah. man, and like, there's no winning no matter what happens. You yeah, know? That, so, that's why I really because like, we're parents. It's your kid, and it? it's like I ain't yeah, got any yeah. kids, but like that. That's yeah, your yeah. pride and joy, no matter what. That's yeah. your yeah, little, absolutely. your little superstar. When our, chances are, there's sometimes little bastards like you yeah. know, like some kids are. Yeah, you know, but yeah. So the parents it. just cannot see it. That, no, that, well, uh, yeah. I mean, when I was when I was a kid, and if, if I was getting told off by a, another adult, my mum would be, "What have you done? What have you done?" Yeah, yeah. Whereas now a kid gets told off by another adult, and the, and the parents are going, "Don't speak to my child like that." Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what you know, and it's, it's changed. You can't, yeah. it's, it's, it is different. Yeah. Carl, we're going yeah. down. Some, we're going to go down another rabbit hole. We've done oh. religion. We're off onto sort of the putting the world to rest. <laughs> <and stuff, laughs> now that's um, that, that's why I like jujitsu because, um, obviously, I've got I've got Roman and stuff, and you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, I want, I want to teach him, but uh, so you know. Thinking about how I can get him, you know, show him some stuff. And there's um, a thing that Henna and uh, Hiram Gracie do is the Gracie games they call it. And it's like a thing for little kids. And I thought, you know what, I'll have a look at that because you know, the, I don't know if like a lot of people have slated the Gracie University. They call it. it's like an online uh, jujitsu thing, and you can you know download lessons. You know, you pay for lessons, and then you can send off a video of you doing lessons, and you can get belts. So obviously, a lot of the jujitsu community have kind of said, no, that's that's the wrong way to do it. But um, I checked out the little kids program, and obviously, I teach kids at the gym, and I, I want like a kind of a structure. So I had a look at that, and it's fucking really good. Yeah. It's honestly some of the best. Like I don't agree with like the online belt thing, but the uh, the, the quality of instruction for teaching kids and how they how they teach you to teach kids it's it's amazing and I, and they have like it, they call it bullyproof it's like this jujitsu program for kids mm. and it's basically you know they, they teach them like the laws of uh, what you should do at school like if you're getting bullied you know we don't we don't punch them in the face and uh, obviously jujitsu is like a lot of grappling so they do a lot of uh, you know, if a bully attacks you, you just take him down and you just, he's down on the ground and then that's it, it's over kind of thing. So yeah. that, I, I think that's really good, like, that is good, that. for kids, well, but... Them belts, they're only a virtual belt. To get your actual proper belt, you need to go into a Grace University 
right. Uh, that, that must be a new thing because before you could. Yeah, so you Jessup, get it. if you didn't hear that, Jessup just said that he, they're virtual belts. They're not actually real belts. So you've got to go into the Grace University. I have a virtual black belt. Yeah. And a real one. But yeah. Um, finally, <laughs> Ultra MMA. You tell us a bit about that? Yeah, well, it's. Um, I started off, we started off, um, it's, it's, a, was, it's ultra white collar boxing now known as Ultra Events. Um, which is all done for Cancer Research UK. They've raised just over £18 million in the last five years for Cancer Research UK. They're the biggest supporter of CR UK in, in, in the country, bar, bar none. Right. Um, and we started off five years ago um, running their ultra-white collar boxing sessions, which are, you sign up, you get eight weeks free training twice a week at the gym, and then you get matched up at the end on a, Pretty glitzy. Um, I've been. I watched my mate. I watched yeah, my mate do yeah. one uh, a few yeah. months back. We just wanted to get battered. Do one. <laughs> <laughs> like we're That's all like, we all sell more tickets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, like, yes, we're gonna go watch him get battered. Yeah, yeah. Won. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, the, I have fought for world titles on shows that were less prestigious yeah. than some of some of the, the now there yeah. how, they, how they run those shows, you know. And the, the massive events in, over the last four or five years in Leeds, a bad company. We've raised over. Th- nearly £400,000 now um, which is you know, I'm really proud of but then they started um, running other events there's ultra comedy you get eight weeks need to do that don't I we've oh, <laughs> <I didn't even laughs> got yeah, to get you on that yeah, yeah. it's great he's trying, to, he's trying to match me up with it for a jujitsu match with uh, Brian Lacey who's a comedian right um, but it, so he does a, another MMA podcast okay. called One Punch Podcast with okay. Brad Pickett uh, so they're trying to get he wants you and Brad to do a, a stand-up comedy, yeah. and then me and Brian <laughs> to do a, a jiu-jitsu well, match. There you go. There you go. Well, there's, there's a challenge for everybody there because because there's a stand for me. I somebody gave me a pair of gloves and said, "Go and stand in the ring and fight." I'd do it. Somebody said, "Stand in front of you know a thousand people and try and tell some make jokes, them laugh, and <laughs> shit yourself." <laughs> there's um, there's ultra ballroom. You get eight weeks dancing lessons. And y- you you did that yourself I as well, that. didn't you? We did that, which is outside my comfort zone more uh, than anything as well. Did, did you um, enjoy it though? Or? You know, what? one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah. Loved it, yeah. The, the night was really good. Mainly uh, did, a, did a waltz. You do dress up in like a suit and everything. I, I, yeah, I'd, well, I had a kilt. Wore a kilt. Yeah. <laughs> she likes kilts, so I, I, I did. You, did you fulfilled go, one of her fetishes? Did you go full in? <laughs> for it? Did I you can't it tell tough? you. It's oh. a secret. And and then also ultra MMA, which. Personally, I had my doubts about it at first because I thought, you know, I can't really teach somebody MMA in, in eight weeks and then expect them to fight on, at the end of it. But it's a really successful format. I, you know, I think it's really good. They do, um, Danny um, and Tom Crosby run the, the, the actual classes. Um, that event you just did in Leeds, that's how I met you that night. It was yeah. like a class that yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I just yeah. turned up. Yeah. You know, I was just like, you messaged me and said, Tom were on, so let's yeah. go down. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, well, some some good fights. You're getting two sessions a week. Hopefully, they're going to put more time than that in because you've got to know you've got a fight coming. You should yeah. be training more than twice a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they get taught the basics. The rule sets pretty safe. There's there's only punching to the face. There's no other strikes to the face, and no strikes at all to the face while you're on, on the floor. So um, when they're on the floor, it's just just grappling or, or strikes to the body. Um, and when they're, when they're up, it's no kicks to the face, no nothing else. It's just just punching, yeah. um, and th- with a good referee. Same with any fight sport in it. 
but with a with a good referee, it he, he, he was as safe as anything I've seen. It was really yeah. good. Um, all the fights were good. Majority of them went the distance. Um, people come out of it buzzing, you know, raise a lot of money for for cancer research, and and everybody had a really good night. So yeah, it's it's, it's a great format. That kid who threw a pink bucket, that was a highlight for me. <laughs> that big fella. Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Sec- I was chatting to him back and he was saying that was his second fight. Yeah. You could tell he was so nervous. Like he had all this energy and he was just like whittering on at me. And then he went out and obviously gassed out and threw up in yeah. his bucket. I was like, it's a rough well, night. At least, night. It was, at least it was in a bucket. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, we've, had, we've had fighters puke up all over the ring, you know, and then yeah. it's, everybody's debating who's going to clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Is it the corner job? No. Is it the. Promoter's job, no, <laughs> whose job is it then? Somebody's got to clean it. Yeah. yeah, very good. So if, if anybody wants to uh, get any information about like training with you or training at Bad Company, where, where do they need to go? Well, badcompany.co.uk is the website or, yeah. or just look for Bad Company Gym on, on Facebook or um, just Google Bad Company. Yeah, very good. Thanks. Cool. Uh, is there anyone you'd like to thank? Obviously, we're sat in our, in our Gym King... Uh, gear so yeah, yeah well um big influence in in, in our gym is uh how they they provide us with all our equipment and they're sort of our gym our gym sponsor um Yokao promotions are one of the biggest promotions in 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 the country every year we, we've always had fighters on there responsible for that so thanks to Yokao, uh thanks to jim king they sponsor me and lisa they sponsor liam they sponsor andy they sponsor jordan they sponsor the the Jim King Fight Division, actually, I, I have a lot of respect for because they're getting involved in the uh, grassroots. You've got people like, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to plug them now, but Reebok or somebody like that, they'll get involved in like p- producing the equipment. They'll have a girl punching a bag with a pair of bag mitts on, but they won't actually support the sport at yeah. grassroots level. Whereas Jim King have got involved and got Jim King Fight Division and they're supporting the sport at, at grassroots level. They've signed some real big names, you know, and... Yeah, providing yeah. them some massive names on yeah, the yeah, I mean, fight division. Because yeah, yeah they obviously you know they're, they're supporting me. You know, a couple of my fighters you've got Scott Askham, Mark, yeah. Mark as oh, well, yeah. and then you've got um, I seen him. Yeah, well, I said I saw him post that picture today, oh, and it was well, well, always fighting this week and easy. I think right? they've got the the UFC, the one championship, and a Bellator champion. They just had them all there, yeah, really? all in gym yeah. kick stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, um, I know he's been over in America. Uh, the guy who runs Jim King, you know, over there trying to sign fighters and speaking yeah. to yeah. the people. So that's class. Yeah, big, yeah, big could. things, big things. I wonder if they want to sponsor a podcast. Yeah, Jim King Fight Division. Yes, we'll speak to him. I, I feel left. To... I feel left out. Yeah, that's you it. Need, we you need, need to get Jim King gear. I know. You. Yeah, there you go. Need some gear. I need yeah. to need to get Rico sponsored as well. He's fighting in the oh, prize yeah, fight yeah. final. So far away now. June. Yeah. So the kid ain't got a job. He's uh, looking for sponsors on that. So. Yeah, it's, right. it's a big big fight. If he if he wins that fight, he'll get he'll get ten grand, uh, and then he'll fight for the the bare knuckle world title. So, which is obviously bare knuckles on its way up now, isn't it? And mm, uh, seems to be yeah. So get him as a rising star. Look at that. Uh, yeah, anyone wants sponsoring? What get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, yeah, me or Rico. Look at, yeah. look at his final uh, his, his last his fight. Last, yeah, like Brutal. snatch thirty seconds or something. Yeah, so clean out. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, what about bare knuckle for you, mate? If anybody no, comes mate. through, <laughs> no, everyone's got a price, Richard. You know, at, at one What's point, I, I, particularly, and I'll mention him again, been a few minutes. Um, <laughs> used to say, I'll let me fight in those lemon lem- lem- eggs if I want to. And I was like, no, no, I'm not letting you. I'm not letting you. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm an old fat and I don't like it. 
now he is doing. So you never know, do we? <laughs> the next, the next stage is fighting Lethway headbutts, never <laughs> ropes never on his hands, <laughs> kickboxer style. I told you, I told you how my week I was on Saturday when my mates were trying to get me to drink shots, and I said no about three <laughs> times. So you never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Harrison, BKB champion, sounds good. <laughs> right, drop it up there then. Yeah, no worries. Cheers for coming Thanks. today, Thanks mate. For Appreciate us, yeah. it. Well, enjoyed it. It's been good. Thanks. Catch you on next one.